0: How do we make and multiply disciples around the block and around the world? With hosts Doug Lucas of Team Expansion, Lee Wood of One Body Church, John Hirima of Big Life, Roger Schull of E3 Partners, and special guests from around the world, we'll explore how believers can come together to make more disciples. Welcome to the More
1: Disciples Podcast. All right, here with another episode of the More Disciples Podcast. I'm one of the co hosts here, Roger Schull, along with Lee Wood. Hey, everybody. Doug Lucas. Happy birthday, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it actually birthday, Lee? It is.
2: It all is. It no birthday.
1: way. The, yeah. the birthday balloon behind me is all for you then. It wasn't That's for my I birthday yesterday. I was bro. But, I thought
3: you were telling me happy birthday. Was your birthday know. yesterday, Roger?
1: Yeah, my birthday was yesterday. My wife's was last week. Yeah. So happy birthday <laughs> to Lee. Okay. Uh, Thank you, guys. But also subbing in today for John Harrima, we have Zach Duke yet again. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? My brother. You know, Zach, we need you on here as just a guest one of these days. And then we'll, yes. so everyone can, can really get to know what, what you're doing. But Zach like- is so much better
0: looking than John. Everybody can agree with that on the YouTube channel, <laughs> man. Like, I mean, he brings it, he, he elevates our game for sure. You are so hey, but, cruel. But John, I don't think so. Wisdom. I think you're,
3: <laughs> you're good looking too, John, if you ever watch this. Sir. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, we're excited for our guest today coming all the way from, or coming in to our podcast today, all the way from South Africa. Why don't you, why don't you introduce Yay. her, Lee?
0: So, um, uh, Marlene from South Africa to tee this up for her is, um, I'm always good for Bible verses, but we know we've passed from death to life because we love one another. And by this, shall all men know we're Jesus' disciples that we have loved one for another. So, Marlene is closely connected with Zume, and Zume was originally catalyzed by Curtis Sargent. And obviously, um, everyone like knows Curtis. But the dynamic is, is like the Great Commission. We want to reach everywhere, everyone, everywhere, every tribe, nation, language and tongue, bowing and confessing that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. So we're all related and connected because of Jesus. And these tools that we're using are means of actually obedience to Jesus as our King. And Marlene is actually doing the same thing there with some of the same tools as we are doing in Indy and Louisville and the Carolinas and Florida. So, we're actually getting to model that with one another on the podcast. So, I'm super excited to have our sister on the call. And, really interestingly, we all know a bunch of people already that were connected, we're communicating, and we're collaborating in love and unity as disciples and churches that the whole world might know the Father has sent the Son. Mm-hmm. So some of those details will come out inside of how all that's come together inside of the podcast. But I'm so excited that we're doing those things together. There are no orphans in the kingdom of God. So welcome to the podcast, Marlene. We're super excited to have you.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Lee. It's really good to be here.
1: Yeah, Marlene, why don't you why don't you give us an introduction after we have that great intro from Lee? Just maybe you could tell us some about yourself. And then also, you can tell us how you got involved with disciple-making movements and even Zume. Maybe you could just kind of fill us in on some of those things.
2: Sure. Well, a very long time ago, when I was a student, the Lord got hold of me, and He really gave me a, a burden to reach the least reached. Amen. And I set off to Egypt, worked there for a while, and then got married, went with my husband to Central Asia. And those were the days before we knew anything, like formally. Uh, we didn't know the terms disciple-making movement, but we were so blessed um, to have been led by the Lord to see actually the birth and multiplication of a church um, in Central Asia. And now that we look back, we can see the Lord had us do those things. Sometimes he forced us. We couldn't be in a meeting because the government didn't allow us, but that was the best thing, that we weren't there and they multiplied. So um, I lived there for a very long time, but for the the past eight years I've been in South Africa, but I work with Operation Mobilization and we have um, teams all over the world and our focus is is on the least reached. And I was tasked to find something that we can help our teams and, and also believers through our teams to learn to be and make disciples. And I am a resourcer, so I searched and I found Zume in the beginning, and um, Curtis was very happy to mentor me. So that's how it all started.
3: Marlene, would you kind of, for the listeners that haven't done Zume before, would you just introduce it so that, uh, you know, because we use all this jargon sometimes, and we just assume that everybody's heard of it. If somebody's... If somebody's hearing the word Zume for the first time, would you explain the meaning of the word Zume and say something about the Course?
2: Sure, yes. Um, Zume means yeast. So you know the parable of the yeast in the Bible, just wanting to see the kingdom of God go through all the dough. And um, multiplication really included there. So Zume is a completely free 10-session online and in life disciple making training. So um, there are 10 sessions. Usually our teams do it a, a session a week for two hours. And we learn together. We During Zuma, two things happen really. Um, you learn new paradigms because a lot of us are stuck in how we have always done things. And Zuma is brilliant. Um, a short video and then a good time to discuss and try and grapple with new paradigms of what it means to be a disciple, uh, what it mean, What does church mean? But the other thing that Zuma is really brilliant with is um, it introduces simple tools because sometimes we give the principle, but so what? I still don't know how to do it. And um, so it has been fantastic just to see um, fellow believers, even fellow workers who know what they wanna do, but they don't know how, and Zuma has helped them to do that. So um, yeah, really brilliant, lots of languages, more than 30 languages available. So some of our teams do it in English and then they do it in the the, the language of the, the people around them. Sometimes they do it in two languages at the same time. So it's just so flexible, so easy to use. So um, yeah.
4: Marlene, that, that is so awesome. And, and also it's just so good to meet you. Like you just carry the joy of the Lord. On your countenance, so it's just a blessing to be with you. But as you're sharing about Zume, just a question as a resourcer, you're obviously scouring the web and ministries for so many different tools and principles. Uh, like what, what stuck out to you more about Zume than maybe some other resources? And then second part of that question, what's one example, specific example of that you tried it with somebody, you are know, like, oh my goodness, this is working.
2: Yes. So um, I think simplicity really uh, stood out to me when I saw it, and just reproducibility. It's just so easy to do it anywhere. You know, it's got little videos, but it doesn't have a foreign face. It's got sketchboarding, so anybody can identify, Um, and everybody likes to discover, so there's very little input, just enough input, just simple enough and just enough, but then we discover together a lot of time to just talk about it. So, Oh, there's so many stories and I can tell you stories from all across the world from people who started to use it. But just very recently, I did a, a Zume course with a group of believers, actually. And one of the ladies on my, uh, in my group said, uh, oh, you know, I'm, I'm walking with this lady and she wants me to um, baptize her. And it wasn't a theological question. She understood everything about baptism, but she didn't feel like she could do it herself. So she came to me later and said again to me, Oh, you know, but can't you do it? I said, no, no, I'm going to help you. So we brought a bit of mauling in as well. And I said, we'll practice at home. We watched a video again. It's just so simple, three minute video. And when she was done, she said, yeah, I think I can do this. So it's just practice. And she went and did it. So I was standing next to her and she was baptized. I think she's ready to baptize. Like she's, she's ready for more.
3: That's, great. That's great
0: really Lord. cool, Marlene. So um, one thing that you touched on and um, defining terms, because we we sort of sometimes we use insider language and we want uh, people that are listening and watching to get it. So when we talk about mauling, M-A-W-L, that model, you show it to them, they see it, and then you're able to help them to assist them mm-hmm. with it. So you model, you're able to get that with Zuma, you're able to connect. Um, in a virtual sense with people with coaching. So, and then so you're able to assist as well. My question is sort of like because you mentioned Central Asia is you see the way the same way um, and maybe you can share some additional stories how we actually use the tool. They find it and um, I've um, connected with groups of people in Central Asia, okay, that um, the common language with the guys that are taking it in multiple countries, but they've gone through Zoom a with one another with the stands, right, and then connected and we were able to connect Across geographical boundaries, and actually begin to collaborate ha- w- with Zume being the initial catalyst for DMM with a person and now be working as a part of 2414 in some of the most unreached areas. Could, have you seen some of those same things because you mentioned Central Asia and you're seeing that same thing happen globally? Um, could you um, share anything that you've seen um, really maybe a, a, bit, a little bit more concrete than I shared in a general example there? like perhaps inside of the African continent or anywhere else that you see those things actually being catalyzed, but connected in proximity and language and spreading.
2: One neat story comes to mind. Again, there are quite a lot, but um, we have this training group in one country in Central Asia. Young people, they, they just really starting off learning. And um, they started to use Zume, going through the steps and practicing it. So, then one of the young guys from Switzerland actually met um, an Iranian on the street. And they didn't speak the same language, didn't know enough language. But what this guy knew to do is he could take him to Zuma because Zuma is in Farsi and it's in his language. And so they were sitting together and um, so they would watch the videos in their own languages. And then they would discuss in a bit of broken English. And this uh, Iranian then started to do it with other Iranians and they started groups. And then some of them went back to Iran and continued to do that there. So that was the one neat angle. But the other neat angle was this guy went back to Switzerland and he started to get Swiss people doing zume, and he found some more Iranians there. So it was this whole mix. And later on in his report back, we asked him to do an evaluation he said there's just one uh, thing that he thinks Zuma is not doing well is they have this timing thing, like you, you, you take so long on every section. But he said it doesn't work for Iranians. It takes four hours to go through after <laughs> session. <laughs> but it was just so cool to see a, a young guy just really um, stepping out in faith and using the tool.
1: You know, that is really awesome to hear how it is uh, reaching not just uh, maybe a Western context, but jumping over to uh, least reached areas like Iran, you know. But I, I, I could probably play the skeptic here because I could sit here thinking like, OK, Zume, it sounds like it's packaged like 10 steps to starting your own disciple making movement, that whole deal. And uh, you know, you finish these 10 sessions and you know how to make a disciple perfectly uh, is, is how maybe to a skeptic could come across. But what I'm hearing you say is there is there's more to ongoing coaching, ongoing disciple making beyond that. Can you maybe talk about that as a part of the process Good. of even Zume? You know, because you said you were coached by Curtis Sargent and now you're coaching other people as well. Maybe you could talk about that. Uh, mm-hmm. That component. I love to hear.
2: You know, that's a very um Good observation and and a complaint I sometimes get. uh, People saying, oh, in 10 sessions, how are you going to now, you know, change my effectiveness? But um, we always say it's a journey. You start and you learn basic things. Now, there's other parts to the journey. Many times we always say, in our experience, you have to be trained quite a lot of times before you really get stuff. So this is one part in the journey But in our teams, we really try to push it and tell people, stick to it for a long time. So you learn basic skills. And what we have seen is, if we can get people to stick to the same basic skills, now it's not a formula. So if you don't like the one way the gospel presentation is, we tell them just swap it for something else. But you have the idea, at least use this tool to get going. But keep doing the simple things. And then trust the Lord to show up in his time. So um, then when we coach, of course, we realize it's a journey. You have to persevere. So um, then we talk about the things where they are challenged, um, the the obstacles. How do you get past that? Um, But it just gives us such a good foundation to say, okay, these are basic, simple things. That don't get too complicated. Just keep doing these basic, simple things, even if you adjust them, and then we just talk about how we can get more effective.
3: It's really great, Marlene, to uh, meet you and to to be able to understand that, like Lee said on another continent, uh, you're acting as a resource person for this, and you're you're facilitating uh, this simple tool to be shared with all of the people that are part of your network in countries and and cultures and among people groups all over the world. I'm actually, as we record today, I am in my hotel room here in Dallas at an event called Missio Nexus. And we have about 970 people here in person and then another 300 that are uh, connecting with us virtually. So about 1,200 in a gathering of mission leaders. And I sense a real coming together of those mission leaders on the simple tools often of disciple making movement strategies. If you just go to zume.training and click up at the top uh, the word uh, course and, and look at the course uh, content, uh, look, look at the, the tools that are covered, that table of contents, which by the way now is so nice because you can go to a certain video and just preview a certain component of Zume. Uh, So you know exactly what you're getting into before you start the 20-hour commitment. But when you pan through that content, I think what we'll find is most of the tools and strategies that are being shared in disciple-making movement strategy trainings all around the world, it doesn't matter what live training you attend, it's really 90% of the same kind of content. You're going to talk about prayer, and so there's a big emphasis on prayer, In Zuma, you're going to talk about obedience, right? And then sharing your faith. You're going to be talking about training other people to share theirs. And then you're going to be talking about gathering people into groups and multiplying groups. And you're going to talk about growing as a disciple. These simple kinds of principles are going to be in 90% of the trainings, whether they're live or whether they're online. Can you, though, Marlene, talk about why it was unique that Zume launched in February of 2017, two years before uh, COVID hit. How is it unique that COVID uh, looked like it was shutting down all the trainings? But since we can use zume to do training, like zume via Zoom, talk about the way that it was perfectly positioned, maybe for when COVID hit us all, that zume could keep delivering this content.
2: Absolutely, God's perfect timing. Right. For years, we try to get people online to learn because we can't always travel. And we tried, Zume, you know, before COVID, and it was harder. But the uptake since COVID has been amazing. And we have lots of teams. Uh, we have some um, uh, international groups going. We've got local teams who can't meet each other, but they meet together and Online, they are processing strategy, getting effective. So um, it's just absolutely been amazing. And I mean, in some of the situations, I don't want to mention specific countries, but uh, two particular countries who really experienced a lot of um, unrest, um, the teams there also did Zume like about two months just before this unrest in their country started, very um, least reached countries. And so they were just ready to use tools. So uh, I don't know about being unique. I do see the just orchestrating things and opening people's minds to use it. So it's been great. It's very, very easy to do online, uh, to follow. A lot of our teams have done it just to get sharp again, just to get accountable again. Maybe they understand um, cyber-making movement. Maybe they understand fruitful practice, but they just want to, regroup and um, get accountable. And then they've been doing that now during this time as well.
0: So um, Marlene, um, I want to like combine a couple of questions, I think. So one is if Brandon can get a shot of it, but like Zoom A is, can be downloaded on your smartphone. Okay. So you don't have to be online for it and you just click on it. And then you've got the sessions right there on your phone so it's actually a tool that's really easy to use. With, like it's so it's simple. Like you can download it. It's right there. You can get somebody started with You can get somebody started with it. So that's one part that if you talk about that and the fact that it's, I think it's in over 30 languages now. You don't have to be online. You can download it. It's in your language. It's a simple tool to use. You can um coach people up inside of that and they can run with it um, just with being one step ahead of the duckling behind them. We like to say duckling discipleship. But the second thing I'd like to speak to, and I'm not sure you know about it, but we're starting to do, um, I think, 20 to 25 percent of the unreached, unengaged people groups left are deaf groups. And so ASL has just been released. Um, They're a people group. They have their own language. But we're starting to coach uh, and train um, our deaf brothers and sisters in DMM, CPM and actually Zoom A is actually a tool that we're using inside of that as well. So could you speak to like really a little bit of the breadth of that and the simplicity of it to use? And then the fact that we are connecting to live coaching. In other words, like if they want to, there's a way to respond, to connect to next people, to keep them going after it. Because I think Roger talked about it. Like, it's not just like, The tool, like, that's a hard thing for anybody is like for people have to like continue to grow in these things so that we actually see disciples and churches emerge. That's not the tool's fault that people don't do that, it's just a tool. So there's several questions inside of there, but uh, you have to learn to speak Lee to discern what they are. So Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
2: just say something. (laughs) It should answer it.
0: (laughs) Go ahead. That's really what Curtis did. You you have to learn to speak Lee, but we'll get to know each other better.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the breadth of it. So um, I've really seen teams ranging from oral preference in rural Africa to very educated, preferring words people and all of them benefiting from doing it. The thing is, we usually like to preface and say it's not about getting more knowledge, it's to get us moving. So it's been fantastic. We've also said really trying to push, push every person a disciple maker. So what has been great for us even in our organization is previously we used to have home officers who send and like their job is not to, you know, plant churches. But now people are thinking different. And what's so exciting is the home officers who are the guys who are good with support and computers and tech, they are doing it. And now they're saying, oh, no, we need to start church planting teams now. And, and, And they are setting up mentoring amongst themselves. But... Um, you did mention the. I did get that question about the coaching and that is really a fantastic part about Zoom. A. So if you register on the website, there's a little button you can push and it says get a coach. And um, when you get a coach, you get a live person who will connect with you, help you set up, help you get going and check in with you how it's going, give you a heads up sometimes. So, um, that is a wonderful thing. I mean, for us, a of us are coaches now. So for us, the opposite is also wonderful because we are put in touch with people in all different situations from very least reached to very reached who want to become disciple makers. And they are asking for somebody to coach them. So it is as if somebody hands you a catalyst or a man of peace. And you can walk with him. So really wonderful both ways. So we highly recommend um, doing the coaching because I have had teams uh, going through on their own and because of previous experience, they get a bit sidetracked and um, they get stuck sometimes. So really highly recommend the coaching. And um, Zuma has been fantastic because in our organisation, they just, whenever they see somebody is with us, they just say, oh, you guys can coach your own people. And they've been so easy to work with, so open-handed. So we have a system set up amongst ourselves where we make sure everybody is coached, not only during Zoom a, but we offer that we walk afterwards with them as well.
0: I think one thing that's interesting, Marlene, is I coached uh, or actually trained Justin and Lena Valverde in their home in San Diego. And I live in Tampa, Florida. And they came and lived inside of Tampa, inside of a Uh, DMM slash CPM City Church in a Western context. And that's when Zume was actually rolled out during that time period. So they knew what it was, but then they became instrumental early on in working with you inside of Zume and watching how God does that with people And then he uses those tools inside of relationship to further his kingdom. I see the providence and the sovereignty of God inside of that. And just want to acknowledge and appreciate uh, you and your husband's faithfulness and willingness to spend and be spent for Jesus. Thank you.
4: Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Something you just said, too. One of the goals isn't just completing all 10 sessions, but it's to help everybody to start obeying as they go and to continue coaching. And I'm just reflecting here, you know, I was uh, helping serve Curtis along with Lee, Doug, many others, um, as far as I know from the beginning. And one of the prayers I remember both in Tampa and in Louisville was there's a lot of people out training, a lot of people out traveling, but what about all the places where we can't go What about all exactly. the places where all the ministries, the churches and teams can't reach? How can we get a digital filter out there to find more people and so the prayer was not just to multiply Zume, but to connect people to live coaches as one of lee's seven things right it's always relational before it's organizational and it seems like that's happening From like what you're saying but also from what i'm experiencing i know doug could say the same thing is two two things that, that i've really taken away is where the magic happens or where we start to see really fruit is when those relationships deepen Amen. offline after the Zoom a time. Yes. And, and, se- and secondly, um, it's been a great connecting and collaborating tool with other organizations where there's not turf wars happening. Right? It's this white-labeled tool, similar to like a Jesus film, right? Where we can all serve with one another. For example, we've got several teams, churches, organizations on this call collaborating together for the bigger kingdom vision of what's it going to take. And Zume has been a great tool to help with that. So from your end, what, what are some specific examples of seeing moving from filtering to new places where there's no relationships through Zume, where they're now connected with people in that region area, as well as what have you seen from connecting with other teams, churches, organizations? That you didn't previously have relationship with because of Zume. Absolutely,
2: I, I think collaboration has been so important to us, and I think we've just seen that we 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 really won't reach what we want to see without it. So, um, you know, so Zuma has really opened us through so, through uh, through Curtis to um, to just meet a whole lot of other people who think like us. I think sometimes it takes a while to meet the right people. That you want to be connected with, and I think I am grateful um, because I, I want to be rubbing shoulders with people who will stir me on to more, more fruit. But sometimes not easy to find those people, and I think that's what Zume did for me is um, just um, connecting me with the right people that stirs the flame. When we have a lack of something we, we don't really understand, then one of the other partners would come in and help us. So most of what we do, though, is we uh, work through our teams and and our teams then uh, take it to churches in their contexts. And so basically the collaboration is, is not necessarily just happening through me and Curtis, but as our teams take Zoom a, they take it to their churches, they take it to partner organizations. So all of a sudden they have one focus thing that they're work working on and they're talking together about it. So it's, it's church and mission organization working together and drawing themselves together. So um, So that has been really super to see, just that it's almost a mobilization tool as well because you go to a church with something to offer. Um and it's it's been really fun to see in several contexts how that has brought church and mission organization together to be much more effective together to see fruit so yeah, that's some of our stories and and just then um just becoming a way through Zume of networks, I think has been very good you know as as I'm you know talking to Curtis, I realize well Curtis is involved in this network, I probably should pay attention and then and starting to join in some of those things. So what I usually find is you take one step and then that leads, it leads to another. So I hope it answers your question.
4: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like, you know, there's several things like you're just talking about. Collaboration has been happening even more so than maybe before because of this. And you even mentioned how people in your home office now feel like, oh, we can be a church planning team. Like it's, it's I'm not just, you know, on tech support, yeah. and things like this. You know, I think those are really awesome changes that you've mentioned. Is there anything else that really stands out as like, man, this is a big shift for either you personally or your org when you started implementing movement principles using Zume? Because you said before, I mean, you planted a church in an unreached or least reached area and you have a lot of experience. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Maybe you could talk about some other things that might change from, from that experience to, to what you guys are doing now. Uh, that you've started imp- implementing these principles?
2: Yeah, so I think one thing in our in our church planting that has become quite a mind shift just on like internal levels is this whole thing of it's not what we can do, but the leaders of the lost are amongst the lost. I don't know, is that one of your quotes or is it somewhere else I picked that up? But it's become quite important to us just in this whole process that where Zuma also plays in, it's not what we can do, but how can we empower those who are closer to the people we want to reach for because they are more effective. So just thinking not so much, well, am I planting the church, but am I empowering many others to see lots more groups happening? So I think just yeah, just shifting our responsibility or our importance in the whole thing to coaches. And coming alongside people and um, just seeing the importance of near and same culture people um, in the whole process, which Zuma has been absolutely fantastic with because we can talk the same language because we can watch the video and it says yes. this thing. Yeah. So um, so I think that's been an important shift for us, how to get to near and same culture people. And I think just generally getting away from head knowledge, but getting to practice. Are you making disciples like Jesus did? And um, I think we very much started to emphasize just the simplicity of it. If you're going to make a disciple, it means you're making somebody who hears, obeys and shares. So just um, some of those things, like we, we might have gone through the list of all these things that we have to do. And in and, and the end, is basically just, You're wanting to help people to hear, and share. And I think just another big shift that came and is in the process of happening more is just what does the church look like? And I think Mm. just going through Zuma helps because very often us as workers will have a picture of what the church looks like, but um, it's not, many times it's not the four walls and the chairs. It's the church is very different. So, so those would be some things that, um, that we started to focus on more, and there's much more embracing of those things.
3: That's awesome, Marlene. I really think that it's just the simple tools that are put in a, in a format that's easily reproducible. I think it's important, Marlene, for people to see your model and to see you as a case study. You picked this up in South Africa. Nobody's like hounding you for support for something. You don't get solicited because you started becoming a zume worker in fact it's almost countercultural to experience the zume movement isn't it because there's not ever any kind of soliciting at all and i was involved in those first couple of years of happened to sit on that group that was rolling it out and wasn't as effective as the other uh, 8 or 9 that were on the team but at least i got to witness what they were doing and i happened to here, some of those people contributing one hundred sixty, hundred seventy thousand dollars to put this together. Nobody ever asked for any of that money. It's just amazing, isn't it, Marlene? Something like that. Maybe you could say a exactly. word about that. It really is yeah. free.
2: It is so too. It's like hard to believe. Everybody always asks me, "So what's going to cost?" But it doesn't cost anything. Even the coaching people's time right. doesn't cost you anything. And so I have really appreciated it, and just actually getting a whole organization involved. So, you know, at times, sometimes when you try and do such a thing, then you're careful. Like, uh, you know, when are you going to overstep now? Like, up up to what point is it going to be okay? So uh, a long time in the beginning, I I used to very carefully check with Curtis. Now, is this okay? And is that okay? And the answer is always yes. (laughs) It's very open handed. And I know the whole team, everybody involved. It's a mix of people, a mix of organizations. But I think I learned a lot from that. I have been personally really blessed by that. And I think it's, it's influenced me and how I want to be with others. It's just really having an open hand and blessed to be a blessing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I want to talk about that briefly because most people, um, one of the seven things I talk about is how it's um, always relational before it's organizational. And people tem- tend to think, oh, Zume or T for T or, yeah. uh, or um, Discovery Bible Study. Yes. They're all just tools. That's right. Yes. Um, what we're focusing on is being disciples in churches worth multiplying. Yes. And so that dynamic and understanding um, words mean things to me. We want to multiply disciples and churches, but you have to be a disciple and you have to have that most simple expression of the church from your home underneath your tree, um, where wherever that's at in businesses, et cetera. But it is that what we're talking about and the purpose of this podcast is um, that we want to see. Basically, John 17 answered every person, every people, every place. And we are to work collaboratively as followers of Jesus, as as our king. He's the head of the body, the church with one another. And it's a means of pursuing that. Zume is a means of pursuing that with one another. So sorry, with doing the one another's with one another, which this podcast is, we're a picture of a tool that we can all share and use in very different places geographically, low globally, in virtual spaces, from our homes, in love and unity, connecting, communicating, collaborating with one another. And that's what this podcast is. That's what Zoom A is. That's what we're actually doing physically from our homes as disciples and churches. And that's what Jesus prayed for, that we would all be one with him and with the Father that the world might know. The father has sent the son. And I'm thrilled to be tugging on the same end of the rope with you, Marlene, okay, and with everyone on my podcast. So the biggest birthday present, the best birthday present that I've gotten (laughs) is this podcast um, today because I pray that prayer every single day, multiple times every day. I pray that prayer in John 17 that we might dwell together in perfect unity that the world might know the Father has sent the, sent the Son. Amen. So thank you, Marlene, for uh, my birth, the, the birthday gift of you being on the podcast.
2: <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> uh,
4: Marlene, that's something I'm thinking about, too, as especially for our listeners. You know, not everybody uses Zoom A. Not everybody's going to use Zoom A. And, and although we love Zoom A, I love it. Um, so many people are using it. Uh, I don't think the point of this podcast is to make people twist their arms. Like, Hey, if you're not using zoom A, you're not a good disciple maker. Right? So the, the, the bigger vision here is like zoom A is a way to yes. train people, to make disciples, to to plant churches. Uh, but if we could just zoom out for a second for people that are using other tools or doing other ways, um, how can we encourage those that are like, Hey, I'm not going to use zoom A, but And maybe they're training, maybe they're traveling, maybe they're doing a lot. You know, we know people that are doing that. What can they be doing or thinking as far as reaching people in the digital space or finding people that they don't have relationships yet if they're not using Zoom Because we still need to think about that. And so how could you just encourage listeners to like, hey, redeem this space, do something like what what suggestions? Would you give to them?
2: And you, hundred percent right. We don't only use Zuma either. It's the principles. Um, so it's basically simple biblical principles. So the first thing I would tell people is go and read Luke again. Just go and read Luke again and see. Okay, so what did Jesus do? How did he train? And and every day read a chapter and see what is one thing you can follow. Um, Just look at scripture, at Jesus' training program, his three-year training program with his disciples. Watch how he prioritized prayer. It's the one thing he taught early on. Watch how he prioritized prayer. And even when he sent his disciples out in Luke 10, the priority was prayer. And I firmly believe that if we pray, God does show us open doors. And uh, so pray as you go about, the prayer walking we talk about, then love well, love people around you well. And there's many different ways to do that. I think in today's day and age, it's listening well, listening well and just showing that you care. I think a lot of people, especially now, are feeling emotionally, uh, mentally drained um, because we don't have the normal outlet. So listen well, love well, and then be ready to answer anyone about the hope that's in you. It's a scriptural principle. So the easiest way that we are always encouraging people to share, there's so many tools, but you know, the easiest way is just tell them what Jesus did for you. And if you listen, you will find something in the conversation that you can respond to because Jesus has done things in your life for a purpose so that you can be a blessing in return. You can say something about it. And if you are really in God's word every day, um, and if you are learning to hear, obey, then you're going to be ready to share when it comes. If you, if you are reading God's word in a way that you are not only drinking coffee, but you are hearing and obeying, then you're ready to share. So look out and be ready to share <laughs> what Jesus showed you and, and, and just have for me, I'm actually an introvert. So for me, it's not easy to step into a conversation, but I know Jesus says, go and make disciples. So it starts with connecting. And so for me, just a little trick I've learned is just have a phrase ready that you can step into a conversation because then it opens up. But if, if if I just start with those words, so for me, I often have to say there was a time in my life. So if I just spit that out, then I have to keep talking and it becomes wonderful. So just have a phrase really that you can be ready to answer to be salt and light. So, yeah, those are some things that I would say. And just, if anything, help people to simply look at Scripture and hear and decide how they're going to obey Amen. and who needs to hear it, who needs to hear it after them. So if we can learn to read Scripture like that, and if we can help others to read Scripture like that, everybody's going to be disciples, <laughs>
1: Wow, I think that is an awesome summary of anything mm-hmm. any disciple of Jesus can do and and to make disciples themselves. So pray, love, read the word, and then just be ready to share the message that Jesus has given you, your own testimony, and read the word with someone else. And um, so I think that's a great way to start wrapping up uh, this podcast episode. You know, And, and so some things that I, I remember from it that stuck out to me is, just hearing that we all are called to make disciples of all nations, and mm-hmm. even that God's heart is to reach every single man, woman, and child on the globe, every people group. And there's a lot of resources and tools out there, and Zoom A is a great way to do that. It's a way that um, if you don't have any other tools, any other principles, if it's new, Disciple Make Movements is new to you, you can learn just kind of the first basic steps. If you're already in movements, you can get refined. And, uh, some, some benefits of Zume, maybe even over other tools is that we've talked about is it crosses languages because it's in so many different languages. So if, if like that story about the Swiss to the Iranian person, they couldn't really speak in English too well together, but they could get them on Zume. That's, that's one benefit. And, uh, so, and, and so many others of just, just having it in a great digital space that, that so many people are able to access now, regardless of whether they're shut down or not because of COVID, um, so yeah, be sure to check out Zume. That's actually Z-U-M-E.training Amen. is the website. So Zume.training if you want to find that. And if you are like not into digital resources at all, just go on the website to look at the the map of what's happened in the last hundred hours with Zume. It's super encouraging. You'll know, say, like, such and such person in Pakistan just went through how to teach their testimony. This person in Morocco just went through the session on how to start a church. Like it's just so awesome to see. Uh, you know, regardless of the tool, just, just got at work in all these places that maybe we don't even realize. So yes, thankful for you, Marlene, and just being able to, to learn from you and listen to you during this time. Just thanks for being
0: Thanks so much, Marlene.
2: Thank you for thanks having Marlene. me.
0: How are you making more disciples? What problems have you encountered? What successes have you celebrated? What questions do you have? Share your stories with us by visiting moredisciples.com slash contact. If you're looking for next steps on growing your ability to make and multiply disciples, visit moredisciples.com to find resources, tools, and events all designed to help you make more disciples.